Whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. It sounds like welcome import on Super Bowl Sunday. Whatever you eat, whatever you drink, whatever you do, it doesn't matter. Just do it for the glory of God. Go Chiefs. Right. <laughs> so this section from St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians occurs within the context of his discussing the morality of Christians partaking or eating meat that's been sacrificed to idols. So it sounds strange to us, but it would have been a common practice. So people, pagans, brought animals to the temple for sacrifice. The priest sacrificed them, killed them. And then you got to pay the bills at the temple, just like you have to pay bills to the church. And so they, well, they sold the meat to vendors. And the vendors would then turn around and sell the meat to people who are hungry, who are looking for food. And so the Christians were confronted with this reality of, am I purchasing meat that's been sacrificed to, to idols? Do I, do I have to ask about that? And what if I'm at somebody's home and they offer me meat? And I know they're a pagan. Can I eat the meat? How do I work through this? And so the way in which Paul worked through it is he said, well, look, idols aren't gods. The wood that you see, that's just wood. It's not a god. There are no gods, but the one true god. So as long as you don't participate in the ritual offerings to the idols, that is participating in something that's untrue and demeaning to your human dignity, as long as you don't participate in that, then it's fine to eat. It's fine to eat unless, well, unless there's another Christian who is present who doesn't understand this, believes that it's immoral to eat any meat offered to an idol. If there is such a person present, then you mustn't eat or drink for the sake of their conscience. That's what Paul means by saying, avoid giving offense. Giving offense. Now, the word for that is scandal. Avoid giving scandal. So scandal is giving the impression of wrongdoing, even if no wrong is done. It's giving the impression of wrongdoing, even if no wrong is done. So, for example, think of a man and a woman who are dating, and the man goes to the woman's house and spends the night with her, but they remain chaste. So this isn't a question about, is that a good idea? Isn't that near occasion of sin? We're not talking about that. We're talking about, he goes... Spends the night, they're chased, but what? His presence, his truck in the driveway, for example, gives scandal, gives the appearance of something wrong happening, unethical happening. So St. Paul is saying, if scandal, if giving offense would be caused, will change what you're doing, eating and drinking in this case. Accommodate yourself to the other person. That's what the word please in Greek can mean. Fit, adapt, accommodate. So, for example, you know that banging your foot on the chair annoys your brother. So St. Paul is saying, quit banging your foot on the chair, right? You can do that. You can help them out. You can accommodate yourself. Or you know your spouse wants to discuss a point of concern with you but you'd rather avoid the conversation. Adapt 
yourself to them. Accommodate them. Or let's say you have co-workers who are poor Broncos fans. <laughs> or Ravens fans. Or Bills fans. Or Cowboys fans. Or pretty much any team. And they're annoyed when you constantly praise Mahomes and sing Swifty songs. <laughs> Adapt yourself. Accommodate at least somewhat their sad, miserable condition. Right? <laughs> Please them, accommodate them. Don't lose sight of the larger picture, St. Paul is saying. Adapt yourself to serve the other more effectively so as many as possible may be saved. Imitate me as I imitate Christ, who adapted himself to serve and save as many as possible. He's not saying go along with evil, but meet the other person where they're at. Accommodate yourself, work with them. Which in a sense brings us to the gospel. Jesus was described as moved with pity. Aristotle said that pity is the identification with the condition of the other person. It's like compassion, you're identifying with the state in which they find themselves. So in other gospels, the sick or the lame person calls out to Jesus, have pity on me, meaning Identify with me. Don't stand aloof. Accommodate yourself to my weakness. I often think of this when I anoint the sick, when I give the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. So you know that sacrament can stand by itself or it is included in the last rites, as that suggests there are many rites involved. Confession, apostolic pardon, then the opportunity to profess the faith, then the anointing, then communion, which is Vaticum. And you obviously always want to request that sooner than later, before it's too late. And sooner even death, meaning while you're so conscious so that you can confess your sins. Or like just a couple of weeks ago, a woman who had been away from the church for decades was still just barely conscious so that I could give the profession of faith. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? And behind the oxygen mask, she just was able to nod yes. Anointing the sick is part of that, but it can stand on its own. And when I anoint people, I often think of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Even though I walk through dark valleys, I fear no evil. He anoints my head with oil, my cup overflows. Jesus comes close. He's the one who anoints. He accommodates himself to our condition. Now, by some strange scheduling blip, today is both the World Day of the Sick and World Marriage Sunday. I'm not sure what to make of that. I don't know. Perhaps the uniting thread, which of course will trickle down to your kids, is pity. Identification, accommodation, adaptation. Don't leave elderly or ill relatives on their own, unvisited at home or in assisted living homes to feel forgotten and abandoned by everyone. And don't disregard the needs and limitations of your spouse, for you also have limitations and needs. 
don't lose sight of the larger picture. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God.